Let us pray. God, in the middle of this day, I believe, Lord, help our unbelief. Grant me more courage to love my enemies. Stir in me the capacity to listen more than speak. Free me from the grip of criticism and complaining. Set loose your spirit to tug on my spirit. Call me away from unbelief to a resilient believing. Believing in you this day. Believing in you this moment. Believing in you now and always. Amen. Please be seated. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord my whole life long. I cannot remember a time when I didn't know this psalm. I suspect my grandmothers whispered it into my ears as they held me close. I remember it being the psalm memorized by my elementary Sunday school class, and then we were paraded up into the chancel one Sunday morning, and the dozen of us were asked to share our memorization of Psalm 23 with the congregation, and we did, and afterwards thunderous applause broke out because we had memorized a famous psalm. I have spoken this psalm at many funerals, funerals for those who have lived long and whose families need words of assurance. I have spoken this psalm at the graveside of those who have only lasted two, three, or four days and whose families need a word of comfort. Psalm 23 is etched into the playlist of my internal dialogue so that when my stress levels go way up, That's the psalm that comes to the front for me. A couple of years ago, Luther Seminary in St. Paul researched the complex issue of biblical literacy. They random sampled 1,500 people across the face of the United States, calling 1,500 people, asking them to be involved with this research survey. Among many things that the research told them, it told them this. 
a vast majority, now I don't know the percentage or the number, sorry, a vast majority knew Psalm 23. They had heard Psalm 23 read, and if you gave them the opening part of the line, they could finish that opening line. That when it was read or spoken or declared, it brought them a certain sense of peace. This psalm, like fine wine, gets better with age. It is like balm for the wound as it aids those for whom death is near and brings comfort to those who are struggling with life's complexities. In some cultures, when Psalm 23 is read, it's read as a political tract. The Lord is my shepherd, which means you and your foreign policy don't have control over me and the God that loves me. This psalm stands as an antidote to the consumer culture we have so pervasively seen on television advertisements. It stands as an antidote as we declare, I shall not want. Psalm 23 resides in a different economy of God, and it invites us to share even in the presence of our enemies when the table is set before us. There is no mistaking that in this text, we are sheep. Sheep are a particularly vulnerable creature. They need a leader so as not to wander off aimlessly. And they will follow that leader even into certain danger because they trust that leader. Sheep have no defense against predators except flocking. Their instinctive flight response to danger can also cause panic in the flock and send them running in a hundred million different directions. And then standing alone, there they stand, easy prey for another. In order for sheep to feel comfortable and confident when they're grazing, they need line of sight with other sheep. They need to be close to one another. Knowing this about sheep requires a specially wound shepherd. Now, group participation. This is where you weigh in today. You can talk with the people next to you. They're not strangers. They are sheep just like you. What do you know about shepherds and where do they show up in Scripture? What do you know about shepherds and where do they show up in Scripture? Talk amongst yourselves. All right. Any surprises? Let's do group knowledge. What do we know about shepherds and where do they show up in the Bible? And um, we'll do the magic wand. And as you, the wand nears your eyes, 
then you just call this out. Be loud. Here we go. Oh, wait a minute. The wand is moving. Are we ready? Very good. David? <laughs> what, what she said? Yeah. Okay. Anything else? We know a number of things about shepherds, and they show up all over Scripture. Midway into the Gospel of John, in fact, John 10, there's another image for a shepherd that appears. This time, shepherd as gatekeeper. As the night begins to drape itself over the flock, the shepherd is tasked with rounding up the sheep, and placing them close to one another in some manner of a pen. They'll either gather tumbleweed or rocks or something to create a, create a perimeter, and then with an opening just wide enough for sheep to come and go. That's where the shepherd sits. The sheep now enclosed in that space are able to sense calm in one another's presence, and thus rest. It's the shepherd's responsibility to guard the gate. In John, we hear other comforting tones. The shepherd calls them by name, which means each sheep has a name. The sheep know the sound of the shepherd's voice, and the sheep will follow that particular voice. Others will call those sheep by name, but they won't follow that voice, just their shepherd. Psalm 23, for me, is the evidence of God's providence, of God's presence, of God's protection. In this psalm and in this moment, we are led and we are fed. In this psalm and in this moment, we are protected and promised. In this psalm and in this moment, God's goodness and mercy always has our back. I invite you to turn to the first third of your red book, to Psalm 24. It doesn't have a page number, I'd give you that page number. You just have to kind of dig your way through and find out where the Psalms are. And we're going to go to Psalm 24, which immediately follows the 23rd Psalm, just like magic. I'll read the first portion of the text, and I invite you as a gathered body to read the indented portion. Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. For the Lord has founded it upon the seas. Who may ascend the mountain of the Lord? Those of innocent hands and purity of heart. They shall receive blessing from the Lord. 
Such is the generation of those who seek you, O Lord. Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O everlasting doors. Who is this King of glory? Lift up your heads, O gates, and be lifted up, O everlasting doors. Who is this King of glory? Please stand. Receive this blessing. Created in the image of God, born of God's breath, vessel of divine love, dwelling place of God, capacity for the infinite, eternally known, chosen of God, Home in infinite majesty, life in the Lord, temple of the Holy Spirit, heir of the kingdom, the glory of God, abode of the Trinity. May the Spirit swirl in you now and forevermore. Amen. The peace of God be with you always. I invite you to share that peace with one another.